Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, as we come to look at your word today and, and hear from you, Lord, we ask that you would, by your Holy Spirit, help us to receive it. Lord, help us to understand it. Help us to um, use it, Lord. Apply it to our hearts, we pray today as, as we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Jesus began his Sermon on the Mount by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. And he went on to list various other conditions which had not been associated with blessing before. Things like mourning, meekness, persecution. Oswald Chambers, whose studies on the Sermon on the Mount I got most of this sermon from, comments this about it. Jesus' hearers must have been staggered by what followed. According to Jesus, they were to be blessed in every condition which from earliest childhood they had been taught to regard as a curse. Our Lord was talking to Jews and they believed that the sign of blessing of God was material prosperity in every shape and form. And yet Jesus says, blessed are you for exactly the opposite. Well, that context is not all that different than our own today, is it? Do we not think the same, that we are blessed when we are happy, not when we're sad? That we are blessed when we are rejoicing, not mourning? Blessed when we are confident and assertive, not meek and vulnerable? Blessed when we are prospering and all is well, not when we are being persecuted? But. Jesus says the opposite. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Why are we blessed in such estates as those? For one reason, because in those states, we have no hope in ourself. And despairing of ourselves is what leads us to looking to the only Savior that there is, Jesus Christ. And when we look at him, he blesses us with more than we can imagine, with his secure promises of the kingdom of heaven, of ultimate comfort, of the earth and all its goodness, of righteousness, of mercy and of seeing God and being the children of God. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is strange. It seems so peaceful and loving, but it is also impossible for us to live up to. And it was intended to be so. It was intended to produce despair in the hearts of its hearers and to produce despair in the heart of anyone who thought that they could live up to its ideals and try to, which is perfection, of course. 
But to those who realize that they cannot, Jesus' sermon is meant for something else entirely. It is meant to get them to cry out and to ask Jesus to make them what they cannot be and to do in them what they cannot do themselves. That cry, of course, is the cry of salvation and the cry for the Holy Spirit. For it is only Christ in us by the indwelling Holy Spirit who can be what we cannot be and can do what we cannot do when we will to obey him. But for that to happen, we must first know Jesus as Lord and Savior, not just as the good and perfect teacher. And we know Jesus as Savior by being born again from above, as he told Nicodemus in John chapter 3. You see, Jesus did not come simply to teach us the right way to live. As Chambers says, he came to make us what he teaches us we should be. The Sermon on the Mount is a statement of the life we will live when the Holy Spirit is having his way with us. So let's go back now and look a little bit at what blessed are the poor in spirit means. Does it mean blessed are the depressed? No, it does not mean that. Chambers tells us blessed are the poor in spirit means blessed are the poor in spirit toward God. And Chambers asks us to ask ourselves this, am I a pauper toward God? Do I realize that I cannot prevail in prayer? Do I know I cannot blot out my sins of the past? Do I understand that I cannot alter my own disposition in any way? or get myself any closer to God because of my goodness? Well, if the answer to that is yes, then good. Then I am in the very place where I am able to receive the Holy Spirit. Chambers says no one can receive the Holy Spirit who is not convinced that he is a pauper spiritually. And that is why the blessedness, realizing our spiritual poverty toward God and looking to him for everything makes us fit for the Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit in us, it's impossible for us to be or to do any of the Beatitudes, unless God gives us the Holy Spirit, we will fail every time we try. But he does fulfill his promise and give us the Holy Spirit. 
And as Oswald Chambers says, the Holy Spirit will remake us and bear us into a new realm. And the wonderful thing is, once we have the Holy Spirit, we can stop trying and start living in this realm, living by the Spirit in relationship to Jesus because of what Jesus has done for us. Recognizing Jesus's presence everywhere and in every situation, hearing his voice speak to us, the Holy Spirit bringing back the words of Jesus to us. And our obedience then is simply by his grace and his power, not ours. Chambers says this, herein lies the disproportion between Jesus Christ's principles and all other moral teaching. Jesus bases everything on God realization while other teachers base everything on self-realization. He says there's a difference between devotion to principles and devotion to a person. You are no longer devoted to a cause nor the devotee of a principle, but the devoted love slave of the Lord Jesus. And that's what happens when we receive Christ's promise, the Father's promise of the Holy Spirit, when it's fulfilled in us. Chambers goes on, no one on earth has that love unless the Holy Spirit has imparted it to him. He says, we may admire him and respect him and reverence him, but no man can love God until the Holy Spirit has shed abroad that love in his heart. The only lover of the Lord Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. Devotion to a person is the only thing that tells. Devotion to death to a person, not devotion to a creed or a doctrine. That is what we see in those saints of old who we read about and admire, who gave their very lives for Jesus. That's what Chambers was talking about. They were not those who rose above everyone else because of their own goodness. No, they were those who rose above because they were poor in spirit toward God. And because of that, and because of realizing that, they depended the most on Christ and on his work and on his goodness. And they loved Christ to the end with the Holy Spirit's love that was given to them which they received by faith and which they lived by. Saints, may that be said of us as well by God's grace and power. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that that same Holy Spirit is in us if we've received you as our Savior and our Lord and our being led by your spirit, Lord, that, that power, Lord, to be what we cannot be and to do what we cannot do is there because you are in us. Lord, we thank you for this, this great uh, mystery, Lord, that uh, help, us to, help us to live it out. Help us to 
grasp it by faith. Help us to walk in that faith, walk in the Spirit, so that we too can be your saints. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.